Good evening, Mr. Bob. How are you doing today? Doing a good. Uh, doing a good. Uh, uh, that's great. Um, I'm uh, doing pretty okay myself. Um, nice. I'm sorry I didn't ask. Hey, listen. It doesn't matter. I'm here to ask the questions. You knew. You knew how good I was doing. Oh my goodness! Not, I'm beaming. I'm just not buying into the entire, uh, you know, uh, the the, the concept. The okay. Theater of, uh, hey, I just got here. Hey, hey, what? Hey, what's yeah, going on really here? Been here reading comics for four, three hours. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, and since we have delayed this so much, I think we should cut straight to the chase and mm. talk about the comic books. I like that. And the most important comic book of the day is, of course, Animal Crossing's New Horizon graphic novel <laughs> volume one. It's pretty weird. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's a little I saw weird. you reading it. I did read it. I play Animal Crossing, so I was like, how I do they turn Animal this Crossing. into a, a, a manga? And, and what is the answer to that question? The answer is that anything that you do in the game Animal Crossing is part of the story. Mm, that's fair. Um, it's definitely for kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's not for kids? Uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number six. Actually, this I, is... Did you read it? I didn't, but all I know is that it brings in a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fucking A. Yeah, I like the this. first page is, is like, I don't know why I read it, uh, but I was like, well, how do they do this? And uh, so basically because they've done all these Scooby-Doo Batman comics now that they each keep going back where basically like scooby-doo was like a part of the first case and all that (laughs) stuff and uh so they were like batman's like actually like well you know this isn't actually the first time that we teamed up oh and one of the things they (laughs) said was that the the actual episode that they first teamed up in yeah the, the, the animated um, they referenced that, which was pretty cool. Um, oh, that actually, was a good one. The one that was like the penguin and the Joker. Yeah, they dress up like skeletons and run around or something. Yeah, but they had like a haunted house that yeah. they put them into, and yeah. then they just tried to scare them with like a bunch of different traps. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that was. But they were like, nope, that wasn't it either. And complete so, insanity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Super fun. I loved all those movies. Yeah. Um, the, the Adam, Cass. the Adams family one oh, was yeah. so good. Yeah, the Mama Cass one is. I love it, but still, yeah, like having her like own a candy factory. Yes, and, like, of course, thing, of course. But um, but in this one, so they say that like Bruce Wayne is like going about his training, like kind of like a Batman Begins yeah, era yeah. Bruce Wayne with a little bit of Silver Age kind of trappings because he's wearing like a mask and kind of like a Robin costume. Um, but anyway, he goes, but this person that's going to teach him how to solve mysteries is already training the pup named Scooby-Doo gang. <laughs> and so they have a mystery adventure together. That's amazing. We just talked way too long about that. No, <laughs> I would say that we did not talk long enough about it. Okay. Um, uh, Batman 89, number two, is like out. This. It's great. Yeah. It's just really fun. It's what you want. I mean... If you wanted to see the the two face that never was, which I absolutely did, yep. Uh, here it is, and also the the Marlon Wayans Robin that never was. Yeah, that too. Uh, he he actually appears in this issue. That's awesome. I like it. Uh, Batman Black and White hardcover. Uh, These are there's some good stories in there. Yes, there are. There's some really good ones. The Batman hardcover uh, number four of the most recent series, Cowardly Lot. Cowardly Lot. Uh, Batman: The World hardcover. This actually, what I've seen of this looks pretty good. You've got a little, you had a little preview issue of it at one point. Yeah, um, that that was like Batman Day last year. Oh, we interesting. had a preview for that, oh. so it's taken a while to come out, but not surprising considering all of the things that are going on. Yeah. Um, in bat- the world. In the world. <laughs> hey, uh, Batman: Urban Legends number seven. 
Yeah, this one is, uh, I flipped through it. It's just future versions of Batman. So it's like Batman Beyond, Batman 1 million. Yeah, I saw that there was 1 million. I was excited about that. The thing I liked about this, and I think this might be a first appearance of future state Batgirl. Oh, interesting. uh, The art was very kind of like Boom Studios style. Oh, wow, cool. Kind of fun. Yeah, Um, yeah. It was interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's what that that's what that is. That the, the uh, Chris Burnham cover is so good. Oh my god, I love it so much. I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's it got is. a it's tiny the Batman One Million one, right? It's got the tiny little robot bat, uh, yeah. robot Robin. Robin One Million. Yes. Yeah, totally. Uh, so good. And we've got Bermuda number three of four. Another. I gotta catch up on it's these. it's a wonderful book. It's another. We've said it before. It's kind of a throwback to those kind of Terry and the Pirates kind of stories. But man, yeah, it does Bradshaw, it so Ray well. Art. I mean, again, Nick Bradshaw could sell pretty much anything to me. So yeah. I'm down. We got some Betty Page comics, number four. Cool. Um, we've got Black Widow, number 11. Mm-hmm. And we've got Challenge of the Super Sons, number six of seven, coming to a close. Yeah. Um, I read it. It was interesting. There's a like a feudal era justice league in it for some reason. It, there's a Renaissance weird. league. Yeah, Renaissance league. That's what it was. They all have frilly like <laughs> they have frilly <laughs> next things. Yeah. That was I guess that was as it's, close to the Renaissance as they could get. They're like oh, you know the the fucking William Shakespeare things. The Renaissance. Give them those guys. The Renaissance cyborg design was pretty cool. <laughs> Is he just like a barrel? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Oh, he perfect. looks kind of like the Tin Man, sort of. Oh, that's great. Sort of. Um, yeah, Compass, number four of five. Uh, another one I need to catch up on. Not one that I have been following. I liked the first issue, and then I just realized today that the second and third issue were uh, sitting in my bin. So I purchased them <laughs> along with the fourth one, and I'll I'll let you know next time the next issue comes out. Unless this Fair. is the last one, which it might be. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, okay. I believe this is the, yes, this is the penultimate issue. Penultimate. Uh, Deep Beyond number eight of 12 is out. Man, so many limited series. Yeah, that's there are weird. a lot. That's, I wonder if that's a pandemic thing or just a comic market thing. That's how things are changing. Yeah, I don't know. I how mean, the honestly, winds like, blowing. with everything being so trade oriented, it mm. kind of makes a... A certain a it does. Sense. It makes a certain sort of sense. Uh, Eternals, Thanos Rises, number one. Did not like this. It was weird. The first few pages, I loved the art. I was like really sold on this like weird postmodern Kirby thing that was going on in the artwork. And then the story was not my thing. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like the Eternals. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit about the Eternals. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all there is to it. Sorry, the Eternals. Yeah. Apologies to the Eternals. Excalibur by Teeny Howard, Trade Paperback Volume 3 is out. Nice. That is the modern series. Cool. Extreme Carnage, Agony. <laughs> agony. Uh, this was fun. Oh, agony. <laughs> I, I actually liked this. Nice. I mean. I, You've liked all of I've liked all of them. I, I don't know. It's it's just 90s nonsense that you don't get very often anymore. It feels like a 90s comic. Like it's it's not there's nothing complex about it. There's nothing clever about it. It just is that kind of like if you enjoyed Maximum Carnage, hmm. this is like Maximum Carnage. It feels just like a throwback to that era. Nice. Um, you know, and 
for some reason. I guess I was just really in the mood for that because this one's really good too. I didn't know that Agony was like... It's it's interesting to see them take all of the... Uh, whatever the life... Whatever the foundation is. All of those symbiotes. Is it the Life Foundation? It's not whatever it is. Um, and like split them into... There, there's like good and evil in this in this world, and so like they've kind of chosen sides, hmm. and so there's like a pile of them that are like serial killers, but there's like two of them that are like, hey, I don't feel like being a serial killer. Fuck this. Yeah. So, I like those two, and again, I'm really sold on this little kid symbiote. I don't know, Is the phage. Phage. I think I'm. I think I'm into that. I think. I think that has some legs as a series. Cool. And I would. I would definitely follow that. Um, yeah, that's all. Fantastic Four, number 35. A.K.A. 60th anniversary of Fantastic Four. A.K.A. an entire issue of Kang. Yeah, and it's done in a way that's actually kind of cool, where it's like, uh, each chapter is a different version of Kang, and each chapter is a different version of the Fantastic Four, but then at the end, (laughs) uh, there's like a time-tossed Fantastic Four that comes together, where it's like from these four different eras. The only problem I really have with this is like the John Romita Jr. art is just not rad. It's not my thing either. The only thing thing that saves it for me is the fact that it's got a helmet-headed thing. It does. Helmet-headed thing is like like really yeah when did that happen that happened in the very early 90s i remember Um, that wolverine cut his face and then he got a space infection yes that's exactly right uh so it was it was early 90s it was during that uh when sue had the cutout for like boob uniform uh which is not a great era of the fantastic four but you know, it, it exists. and But I like the bucket moment. on his head. Yeah, so the bucket is from the very early first issues. Like, in yeah. the very first Kirby issues, one of the things that he had this bucket on his head that he was going to wear when he went out in public. But then eventually he just, like, it, it didn't last very long. Right. But then they brought it back when Wolverine cut his face open. There's actually a nice moment in this issue where he's like, am I going to have this forever? <laughs> and then the future version of the Human Torch is like, nah, you're going to be good, dude. <laughs> and then he's like oh cool <laughs> and then there's a really nice mark wade uh backup with really good art um in the back there's a couple backup stories that are nice cool. yeah i feel like I, the fantastic four you're gonna yeah like i it. actually thought it was pretty okay again john ramita jr is not my thing at all i want a different anchor for him than he i think hmm. he must pick his anchor and he always works with the same guys but huh. it's still i just i want him to have like a Joe Sinnott as yeah. an anchor or like yeah, somebody yeah. with like I a real that. smooth polished line that would like finish it up. Cause it just looks like he's spending like zero amount of time. On I think, it. but that's the thing is that I think that when he works for Marvel, he does spend zero time on it. I mean, I feel like every time he does an indie book, he puts his all into it and you see something really good. Yeah. We saw him do something. I can't remember. Superman thing. The, uh, yes. When he did With Superman. Frank, the Frank Miller Superman. That was amazing. Yeah. His art looked fucking incredible. So it, it's yeah, not he's that he's, artist. it's not that he's a bad artist. It's just that he tends to phone it in, especially for Marvel. Hmm. He phones it in that maybe the pay rate is like, I know what I'm getting paid and I know what I'm worth. And this is what you get. Yeah. I mean, maybe also he's just like, I just want to be like, they were like, hey, will you do this? It's the anniversary, the 60th yeah. anniversary. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'm, I'm, he's Ramita. He's literally Marvel royalty. Yep, he is. And so they can't say no to him when he says, let me draw this terribly. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's not terrible. No, it's not. But it's not my cup of tea. Nope. Uh, we do have the Fantastic Four life story number four, which is the 90s mm. Fantastic Four, which is, of course, everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, because Mark Russell wrote it. Because so Mark Russell wrote it. So it's great. But it's weird, too, because it's like it's that thing where they are aging in real time. Yep. So at this stage, like the thing actually served in the Korean War kind of stuff. Uh, but he's been really smart about how he's put all the pieces together and uh i really like this one that's good yep uh we also have the omnibus of the jack kirby fourth world stuff yeah the biggest pile of fourth world shit you'll ever see it is enormous is it everything it is superman's pal jimmy olsen 133 through 139 and 141 through 148 new gods 1 through 11 forever people 1 through 11 mr miracle 1 through 18 dc graphic novel number four the hunger dogs and a story from new gods number six yeah that's it that's, that's it. everything <laughs> if it ends with hunger gods it's the whole thing yeah pretty crazy yeah that is and I mean, my only actually on this one i would have made it bigger <laughs> i mean not necessarily thicker but like the page is bigger. Oh yeah! Oh, like my God. just would have been like I mean honestly like it was. Well, that's you... the thing is that they did the Eternals. We still have that fucking Eternals oh, here because nobody bought it. Yeah. You know it's they're unwieldy when you no, get I them know. that tall. No, it's like Wednesday comics. Although or... I although am I gonna take that Eternals home and read it? Probably I am because <laughs> it hasn't sold yet. Yeah. Maybe I'll mark it down a bit before I do that, but. I'm impressed that, like, looking over there at all of your enormous, oversized, like, artboard-sized books, that you actually have them stored vertically. Yes. Because I have, when you get them home, they are impossible to store vertically. Like, I have to store them flat. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a bookcase that is open on the top. Yeah. So that you can put them at the top. And even then, like, they warp. Yeah, like, that's they true, just, too. Like, you have to, like, keep them flat. Like, yeah. I, I just... It's one yeah. of the reasons I haven't gotten any more of those IDW, yeah. like, artboard things. They're just... Yeah. I don't know. You don't know what people are going to want, and you don't know what you're going to sit on forever. Yeah, you know? totally. And I'm sitting on a couple of things that I, I'm shocked by, but yeah. whatever. But I got my Wednesday comics at store Oh, flat. my God. That's and so I good. Have, like, this weird magazine that a friend gave me that's also huge <laughs> i can't remember what it's called i can't remember what it's called it's an enormous enormous magazine it's like but it's a magazine it's uh like a, a comic art magazine i can't remember what it's called i remember that thing yeah you've seen it yep um we've got future state gotham number five. Ooh, i liked this i didn't read it the whoa what the fuck is that character that's on the, <laughs> on the alternate cover dressed like a bunny I'm not sure, but the entire issue is a cage match between Future State Batman and uh, Red Hood, I think. But hmm. maybe Nightwing. I can't honestly. I just flipped through it, but it's like there's this big gladiator battle. But then what I did really read and why I really super liked it is there's a uh, there's always a backup, and this whole series is black and white, um, but like kind of like manga style. It's yeah, yeah, Giannis. It's amazing. Milano Giannis. I'm. I, I can't. <laughs> no, I know. Name, but uh, but the backup is Raphael uh, Grampa, yep. and it is totally badass. It's so cool. He though his Joker is just unbelievably sick. 
like it's a way that the Joker, like if you're going to do the Joker, you're going to do him like Heath Ledger, Dark Knight with yeah. a scar, or you're going to do him this way. Otherwise he doesn't make sense. Like the Jim Aparo Joker, like I just never got it. It was like, it never made sense to me. Like, how do you have a face shaped like that? <laughs> I mean, the the answer is that, that 1920s movie. I mean, it's the, it's the man who, the ma- yeah, the, but like the, the Jim Aparo one is like his teeth are like horse oh, oh, the, size. Yeah. Right. Like, the, uh, the like piano teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Like, yes. Yeah. Uh, like literally he would just have no teeth because he gets punched in the face so many times. You couldn't punch someone with teeth that big and not shatter them <laughs> every time. But either way, um, I mean, maybe they're as strong as horse teeth. They might be. They're mutant teeth. Maybe they are chemical strength in them. They're like super fluoride. <laughs> maybe he fell into fluoride. Like <laughs> a vat of giant <laughs> mega fluoride. Uh, it was a yeah, vat maybe. of crest. We've 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 solved the mystery finally. Uh, but this, yeah, the the grandpa version is like. Uh, he he has like a normal mouth but then he, he basically has like this discoloration on his face all around it that forms a kind of like almost like a tattoo of a smile that's kind of nice cool i, I like, like it. it i like it all right like the series we got uh, we've got godzilla rivals versus mothra Ooh. it's you know i didn't really love it i love mothra and yeah, i was too. looking for an excuse to bring this home I do love Mothra, but you know what? Speaking of th- speaking of Godzilla and looking for excuses to bring things home, <laughs> I need to I need to get this off my chest, and we all need to. Everyone needs to weigh in on this for me and explain to me how I can justify when the world is falling apart the way that it is, spending nine thousand dollars on a Godzilla pinball machine. Um, the new Stern machine is a Godzilla machine and it looks fucking gorgeous. And should I sell Star Trek and Xenon and kick in two grand and Xenon, I would need to sell both of them, but I also, but I do need to get rid of Xenon no matter what, because oh. I need to bring uh, tales from the crypt back from storage. So well, okay, Tales from so, the Crypt needs to come back. So Xenon is going no matter what. No matter what Xenon is going because it's just an impossible machine then, to then, maintain. Then, oh, yeah. Then to me it's a no-brainer. I think it's a no-brainer. It just seems crazy to spend that much money in this crazy weird time. But, I mean, I guess I'm mostly trading for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to not... pretend that that's the case. Even though I think I'm going to get like four grand for Star Trek and two grand for Xenon. So that still leaves me with a hefty fucking bill. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, but still, I think it'll get played a lot. Yeah. I think it's a, I mean, I know I'll play it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, maybe that doesn't count when Uh, you're trying to justify it as a business expense (laughs) for a business and make money. Maybe that's crazy. Anyway, I'm really excited about it. And sounds to me like you already made up your mind. I kind of (laughs) have, uh, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's just crazy that, uh, like when I bought Ghostbusters, it was seventy two hundred dollars for the premium, and now the premium is nine. Wow! So it's stupid inflation. Yes, the prices have gone up. So, stupid, oh well, we'll see. Global pandemic. Stupid everything. Uh, anyway, Harley Quinn, the animated series, the Eat Bang Kill Tour. <laughs> Number one of six, if you have not been following the Harley Quinn cartoon, this will make very little sense to you. It is entirely true, as I can attest. But it is wonderful and funny, just like the the cartoon. And uh, this is 
big spoiler for the cartoon if you care uh the second season ends on a cliffhanger and this is picking up where that left off interesting um i watched the first like episode and a half of the first season and i was like this show is way too proud of itself for saying the word fuck (laughs) it definitely is but man it is very funny like it's just not like i feel like saying fuck is like not it's just overrated but that said fuck fuck uh (laughs) but no i like i really i like it's i feel like this this is like dc got like bad press for like not letting harley and ivy be a couple so now they're just like let's just make porn with them yeah i agree (laughs) agree. we'll show you oh yeah how much we don't mind them kissing we'll have an entire comic book that's just (laughs) them in bed kissing yeah but i mean that's it's not just that i actually uh i i this has made me want to watch the rest of the the series you should Um, it's it's phenomenal yeah um yeah once you can get past that because it is like it has that moment of like oh you know it's like the tick with swearing (laughs) um and once you accept that it's pretty wonderful okay uh hellboy and bprd 1957 family ties one shot the keaton family and hellboy together at last (laughs) it's a it's a (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's not Michael J. Fox and no, Hellboy no. teaming up. Well, I mean it's set in nineteen fifty seven, so it's definitely not. <laughs> um the only problem I actually really had with this issue, I liked it. It's a nice done in one Hellboy occult you know, goes in to solve the the puzzle the, the yeah. what's going on with this suburban house that's full of weird atrocities. Um my only real issue with it is that the artists like did not do like any attempt at like actually making it look like it happened in 1957 like it looks like oh. it happened in 1997 interesting and like i mean like the lady that like it, it lets them into the house is wearing kind of like a 1950s yeah, dress yeah. or something and maybe i didn't give it as everybody's much using scrutiny. cell phones and they've there's got no electric phones, cars but there's like the main character has like a very like he pulls up on like, a hoverboard. Yeah, <laughs> He's wearing much. Louver sunglasses. Jams. He's like YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I want Hellboy 1980 where he's wearing jams. I want that too. That would be great. That was like the central conceit of Rad Wraith. And I still haven't gotten like a full on. I still haven't managed to convince anyone to really full on embrace the jams that I wanted him oh, to be wearing. Man. I wanted them to, uh, to be really obnoxious, like fruit colors. That's funny because when I redesigned my my character, my skeleton skateboarding character, after reading Mad Wraith, the first thing I did was gave him jams. That's uh, all I really wanted, and you know, Christian's just a very gothy type. He's just not going to go for the jams. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wanted when I was in grammar school, I wanted a pair of jams so bad, like real jams, like, yeah. not like oh, the yeah. knockoff jams that I did have. I wanted the real ones, and I never could even find them. I believe I owned a single pair of jams that I got from Levinsky's in Ooh, Caribou. Nice. Uh, and they were fucking amazing, and they were my favorite thing ever. Yeah. Until I got my lugs, which <laughs> is is even a deep cut for everyone else. But yeah. there was a, a point in skateboarding right before everybody started wearing really stupid fucking big leg jeans, like that really dumb thing. Jeans. Everybody started going Jinkos. They were wearing really dumb but very comfy pants, like jimmies <laughs> and lugs, and they were like these poofy, like almost parachute pants. Huh. It was like wearing like pajama pants that were kind of a little more fitted. 
They were amazing. It was almost like Zubas. <laughs> wow. I was so hideously uncool. My uh, my actual brand of choice was Bugle Boy. I was like all about them. Like I wouldn't wear pants that weren't Bugle Boy for some reason. Or Levi's, mm-hmm. I guess. But You wanted people to ask you if those were Bugle, Bugle Boys. Bugle Boy jeans. But was... I didn't have Bugle Boy jeans. I just had oh, Bugle shit. Boy pants. No. Is uh, that different? It is different because oh. they weren't jeans. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, Homesick Pilots number nine. It is out. It is out. And I am not caught up with it because there's so many fucking comics. Yeah, yeah. There's Speaking of things that I'm not caught up with, House of Lost Horizons number five. I am not caught up. definitely not caught up with it, but I'm going to be caught up with it. I'm excited that this is uh, wrapped. I, I want more of this. I want more 19... 19- 1919 through 1939 mystery yeah. comics. Like, yep. I think it's a great untapped genre. I agree. Uh, a book that I am keeping up with and that I loved, I Am Batman number one. Yeah. This was, like, if you want to read a Batman comic, this is it. This so is, good. like, for me, this was, like, oh, this is a Batman comic that I like. I had actually talked last week, I think, about how I don't like Batman about yeah, how I don't particularly care. Yeah. This I cared about. You know, it's it's just that I won't I think I needed to clarify what I said. It's more that I won't cross the street for a Batman comic that isn't good. You yeah. know, it's just there's so much of it now that I don't need to put up with a mediocre Batman story. It right. needs to it needs to wow me in order for me to read it. Yeah. And this book wowed me and not in a way that it was like breaking any kind of boundaries or anything. I just like this guy as Batman. He's a he's a fun take. He's got a good look for the character. The weird wrap over his mouth is a cool look. Mm. Like I just I like the way he looks. I like the motorcycle. I think it's a, like the whole package is cool. Yeah, well I didn't love the last like I like the the concept of it. Obviously that first issue of the Future State Batman was the Nick Darrington one, yeah. which was amazing. And then the the final issues of it were decent, but like they were by a different yeah. artist and I like I couldn't help but be like a little bit disappointed just because I love Nick Darrington's art so much. Uh but then that mini series, the whatever the last mini series, yeah, yeah. Ne- next nope. Batman thing. No, like it was just it was too it was too much family drama for yeah, me personally. It was just not enough Batman kicking ass. But then this one, I think, having Olivier Coipel, this was all Batman kicking ass. Yeah, and just having it be like him actually just in action, like yeah, doing Batman shit, kicking the fucking shit out of bad guys, and like and also just not kicking the shit out of bad yeah, guys, totally. which was the other part that. And this is this is of course what they're trying to do, especially because they have a black Batman that they're like hey you know what in this instance let's not kick the shit out of them if we don't need to he's like hey i don't want to beat you up just quit the shit you know (laughs) and they're like yeah maybe we should batman just gave us a talking to maybe we should cut the shit you know and like the kids where they're like this was a little this was a little on the nose but when he sees the kids uh, graffitiing he's like hey those are great tags but maybe throw them up someplace else it feels like the cool fucking coach or whatever yeah, yeah, at totally. your school like, hey kids i understand what it's like to hey. make graffitos <laughs> hey fellow kids <laughs> i agree those those tags are are rad are but... totally <laughs> yes yes 
They're um, totally lit, kids. But the action is really good, and there's plenty of actual Batman action in it. It's not like all yeah. just like the story of the story. It's and also like, that, like, just seeing that bike. Yeah. Like, there's something oh, yeah. about it being a straight up motorcycle that was such a good choice. Definitely. That it's just like it's like a looks like a Harley Electric Glide or something. Yeah. And he just sort of shows up on it, and you're like, oh. He's just riding a regular thing, and you know he intentionally says, "I wouldn't know how to use a fucking grappling hook. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what? Why are you giving me that? What? What yeah. am I going to do with that? I've never seen one of these things before." And he's like, "Just give me this. You know, give me a stick, and I can hit him on the head with it." And he's like, "Okay, here, you get two sticks that come out of your wrists. You can bonk him on the head with them. Perfect. That's what I do. I'm the bonking Batman." <laughs> um, and we've got Joker number seven. Oh, we've got Iron Man number twelve, but yep. that has run out of steam for me personally. Yeah, not enough Frogman. Not like literally when you got rid of Frogman, you lost yeah. me. It was one hundred percent with me too. Yep. Like it was not only just Frogman, but like it was all the characters. That yeah, it was, was the like it was the silliness, and like there was just like he had this like ragtag right. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy feel when it, the Guardians exactly. of the Galaxy wasn't a property but was exactly. actually a story. Um, the Joker number seven is out. I love this cover. It's like a basically like a fucking ice cream man cover. Yeah, it's I really, really good. like this. Also, it brings back a character from 80s Batman that I really liked that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Nocturna. No, Nocturna no. is in Suicide Squad, though. They brought her back, too. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, except for they made her a vampire, which is not as cool. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, it has um, Alfred's daughter, Julia Pennyworth. Oh, wow. Um, she was brought into it in the 80s uh, in the Doug Munch run that I actually was one of my first uh, runs of Batman that I read. But anyway, uh, I just think this comic is too expensive. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, Jupiter's Legacy Requiem, number four of 12. Nice. Justice League, number 67. Yep. It's a thing. Yep. Uh, we've got Justice League Last Ride, number five of seven. Yep. We've got Kang the Conqueror, number two. I forgot to look at it. Uh, it's fucking cool. Nice. It's it's great. Um, taking on the taking on the Egyptian era now. Ooh. Um, Last Annihilation Wakanda. I probably should have looked at that, but I didn't. I flipped Oopsie. through it. Yeah. I just I'm not really f- super following the Last Annihilation yeah, storyline, so it didn't really make a ton of sense to me. So I just gave it a flip. I've been reading it off and on, and I'm kind of lost, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Man Eaters Cursed Number Three is out. And they did that thing that Maneaters always does where they make the, the cover that doesn't look anything like the property. But the covers are super cool, so whatever. It's yeah, just yeah. called Witchcraft for Children on the covers. <laughs> the Witchcraft for Children one is, is a cool cover. It looks like it's like a specific reference to a specific book cover. Yeah. Um, we've got Mao, graphic novel number one, which is an, an, an manga. <laughs> I don't know. It's an manga. I don't know why I said that. Uh, Marauders, number 24. Mm. Uh, Maria Lovett's Porcelain, number two. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I've had multiple customers come in and say, after I was like, well, if you like her, you know, read it, but don't expect any of this to make any sense. And they've come in and said, hey, this comic doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and I said, I believe uh, I warned you of that exact thing. Uh, but, you know, again, her art is very pretty. So yeah, if you like it, all you want. sometimes that is enough. And I think in a lot of cases with her stuff, it is. Um, 
you know, with Jeff Darrow, it is. You don't need a good story. I mean, it needs it to be better than that zombie story that he did, where <laughs> it was the same page over and over again for, you know, three years. But uh, sometimes it's enough. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about something I really liked. Yep. Uh, Ma number one, maybe my book of the week. Nice. Um, I think this was... So this is going to be a difficult a difficult sell for a couple of reasons. There's, there is some, some sexual trauma stuff. There's some like, there's, there is no actual sexual assault in the book. There's off, there's off, off right. Off panel sexual assault. And it is about the trauma of sexual assault in a lot of ways, huge ways. Uh, and well, yeah, exactly. It's the, it's the center point of the story, but if you can adjust to that, it is a part of the character's story that is getting us into this story of this strange cabal of women who are in a hippie cult who have brought them in under the auspices of curing them of, you know, of all of their traumas and baptizing them in this lake and all of this stuff. And it turns out, as you might guess, there's something else at play. Mm -hmm. And, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I have no idea where it goes. It doesn't give you a real, like, there's no moment where you're like, oh, turns out she's a goat, you know, or whatever. Like, there's no, like, big turn at the end. It's more just there's a sinister thing going on, and it's got more of a long view approach to comic storytelling, which I also like. And I think the art in this and the layouts and everything are phenomenal. Yeah, this storytelling I, is is very strong in it. It's storytelling is strong, and the art is just—I don't know—it's my thing. It's it's so Mignola adjacent, mm. and in a way that like I can't even explain it. But it's like it's a it's a more nuanced Mike Mignola, where like he would go big flat blacks. You know, it's like it's his style with details in it. It's hmm. almost as if you take away the the big heavy lines and replace them with weird with weird detail. Hmm. Yeah, it was cool to see a boom book that didn't kind of have that boom boom house, house style. style yeah, that like you know, um, it definitely has a, a very like uh, modern horror comic kind of sensibility to it, and it is um, like also nice to read a horror comic that isn't about like you know, the things that all of the horror comics seem right. to be about. It's like, you know, you don't get like a ton of witches. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and actually the witch comics tend to be when they do come out better. Like, yes. you know, like Harrow County and true. Yeah. You know, things like that. Witches, but, um, witches, witches. Uh, I, I did think it was good. Uh, yeah. I did not share your specific enthusiasm, I, but you are more of a horror. Yes. Aficionado I, than I, I am I am a hundred percent sold on this book. I think it is I think it is a real I think it's the real deal. Um and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where they're going with it. Cool. Mighty Valkyries number five of five mm. is out and uh it looks like we uploaded the wrong cover for the main cover. Oopsie no. poopsie. Sorry everyone. Uh we've got Miles Morales Trade Paperback Volume Five of the Clone Saga, which is a great story and honestly this entire run is great. Yeah. If you're looking for Miles Morales stories, look no further. Uh, this is solid and Ahmed the whole way through, right? Yep. Uh, Miss Marvel, graphic novel, trade paperback, game over. Is this also solid and Ahmed? 
perhaps I, I think don't, it is. I, don't know. I think he what, also writes Miss Marvel. But, he does, least, uh, but this is this is all the this is the 2015 series. Uh, so this is uh, uh, Willow Wilson. G G Will- G Willow Wilson. G Willow Wilson. Which sounds like Day One Awanga. <laughs> um, okay, G Willow Wilson. Nine Stones number two is out from Behemoth, and so is Nobody's Child number one. I wish I'd looked at this. I did look at it. It's interesting. Really, I mean, um, again, Behemoth doesn't fuck around. They kind of they kind of do it every time. So yeah, I didn't I didn't look at Nine Stones, but I did look at Nobody's Child, which is. Uh, Basically, it's a poaching story, so I definitely Hmm. wouldn't recommend it to somebody who's really sensitive to, like, um, some animal roughness um, involving a rhinoceros. Uh, But the main character is basically like... um, like a uh, like a Batman from the Serengeti, where uh, yeah. I mean, sort of, but it's futuristic too, because like a lot of these poachers are like cyborgs. Well, because um, they're hunting this special breed of albino rhinoceros that has a genetic code that ho- holds the properties to regenerate man, can yes. cure all diseases, and like and all sorts of other shit. Yeah, so it's it's a futuristic thing, but he is the protector of this rhino yep. whose horn is completely missing. It's like been already like yep. you know, uh I don't know. It was it was cool. I I I dug it. Uh I thought it was a, cool. a promising uh first issue and an interesting uh concept that I hadn't seen uh, yeah, that, that angle on, you know, before. So that's cool. It was cool. All right. Pennyworth number 2 of 7 based on the TV show of the same name about the more exciting character in Batman, the Butler. Um, <laughs> he had the exciting life before Batman. He was a secret agent. Sure. You can retcon anything. <laughs> no, he's been a secret agent for a long time. That's true. Uh, Pokemon sun and moon graphic novel, volume 11. Nice. It has Pokemans in it hmm. and probably, Honestly, this is the book of the week. There's no way around it. Primordial. Holy shit. It's my, it's definitely mine. I mean, this is... I really liked it. Wow. Uh, yeah. This was a great book. I mean, this is one of those books that's going to be like, go down in history as a great book, great books. It's a very promising first issue. It and, really is. Uh, this is an artist. Uh, so it's Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino who have worked together on books in the past. I do not have not liked this artist's stuff before this. Yeah. I think the art in this book is phenomenal. It's is that really the, is cool. it the same artist at the I end think, doing that? Like, I think so. I think it's if, just somebody who can do any style. If that person is capable of doing that style and the first style, they are. Yeah, it's a. They're very talented, and yeah. I think that like they have. I. I, I it, I mean, I'm not going to go down the road of like things I don't like about their old stuff. Like this book is like, basically it's set in the sixties. Uh, there's a, a guy who uh, worked on the initial space program, but it's like an alternate history. So basically what happens is uh, the two monkeys, Abel and Baker uh, that were sent to space. And then the dog, the Soviet dog, Laika, uh, they both go up and, something happens where the government is like, yeah, they died. We're not going to do space. And they just like, don't, they don't, nobody goes to, they, that's where it just goes. That's where it stops and starts. And then you find out 
in the issue uh that perhaps more is going on um the dogs the dogs didn't die the dog didn't die and the monkeys didn't die so what they sent into space lived for some reason yes is still alive out there because of someone something we don't know it's fucking awesome yeah it's cool and the art is really really good i dug it i very very much dug it um for yep. a lot of reasons that actually I don't even want to say because I don't want to spoil yeah. uh, too much. We already pretty much gave away like... I mean, the solicit yeah. kind of gives away a lot of this. Yeah, this is like the first issue is the is the log line, essentially. Yeah. So, like, it's, you know... It's tough, but I don't want to spoil the rest of yeah, it. So, there's yeah, just, there's, there's a just really read it. Oh cool my God. bit at the very end, and the characters are developed really well, and... It's awesome, and I'm not normally uh, I'm not a I'm not a stan for uh, for Lemire. Like, I loved the last thing that he put out, uh, May's book. I thought was you brilliant, did, yeah. uh, and this I think is brilliant. So maybe I am now. Fuck. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I he, think maybe I'm becoming a huge Lemire fan. Yeah, he's a really good writer, and I yeah. think that his art style threw a lot of there was a lot of people. Not everybody is is warm to it. I like it myself, but. Um, I don't like everything he does. I know like Descender is like a huge mm-hmm. book for a lot of people and I've found it like very difficult to like follow. But uh uh I'm also terribly triggered by sad robots for some fucking reason. <laughs> I don't know what thing happened in my life, but like I can't stand a sad robot. Yeah. Destroys me. So, I was like, nope, I think I'm good with Descender. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I just I don't know I like I started with it and then I just was like I don't know I didn't, I didn't I didn't but this is this is good if this keeps up this quality I will follow this oh to the God. bitter end it looks it's just such a cool idea and where you know horror and stuff is really more of your thing like space is like a big thing for me like I'm a big science fiction space alternate history like time travel you know like this isn't time travel but like this is Your something time we don't even really know what it is. Yeah, so. like as a as a viewer of the comic, as an experiencer of the comic, you are traveling back to a previous era in history uh, with a, you know, like a man in the high castle take where it's like, yeah, you know, what if this happened instead or whatever? But yep. it's, it's cool. Great, great comic. Yep. Uh, Red Room number four is out. Piscor and company. Uh, Piscor and friends. <laughs> yeah. If you... Uh, if you're thinking the comics just aren't violent and gory enough, this It's is, what I was thinking. You know, I was worried. If you're just continually buying back issues of Tim Vigil comics, <laughs> uh, you know. And you're saying, you if something. only this were much worse. <laughs> 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 if only this were much more upsetting. Yeah. Uh, Rorschach, number 12. Sure. Sure, why not? Why not? Uh, you know what? I never... I've said this a million times. I literally always buy the wrong covers for Rorschach. Huh. Like I look at them when they're solicited and I'm like, okay, which cover is going to sell better? And so I order more of the cover that I think is going to sell better. I am always wrong <laughs> every single time. I was like, right. are you kidding me? The bean cover doesn't sell. Give me a break. It's yeah. Rorschach eating beans. Come on. Huh. He's eating beans. I see. I would get the gra- there's like a painted cover and a graphic cover, and yeah. I would order the graphic cover every time if I were getting this book. Yeah, probably. That's should. the art style that I like. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. I, I'm I'm over painted covers for the most part. 
I I just like a guy eating beans. Yeah, you know? I mean it's Rorschach eating beans. <laughs> just anybody. See, I'm telling you, fuck is really fun to say. It is fun to say. I can't stop sparingly, myself. I just like the the gratuitousness. I actually have. It's my only issue with the Doom Patrol the series. As gratuosity. Well. Although uh, that said, I do kind of enjoy hearing Brendan Fraser say the word fuck yeah. a lot. So it works for me on that. Show. Fair. Uh, Savage Avengers trade paperback, The King in Black. It is a tie-in to The King in Black. King in Black. King in Black. Uh, save Yourself, <laughs> number four of four. I haven't caught up with this, but I did really like the first two. Um, it has been very popular, so nice. People like it. Cool. Scumbag number ten. I like. I still like the scumbag. <laughs> I like the scumbag. I like it. It's uh. It's you know. It is what it is. It sure it is. Pretends to be nothing else. <laughs> nope. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog number forty-four. Got a hedgehog. He's getting some rings. This one. Yep. He's collecting them all. He is Spider-Woman number 15. I am not caught up with that series at all. I think I fell off a while ago. Nor am I. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number 16. Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters Bausch number one. Now, I never realized that Bausch was not just Princess Leia wearing her suit. They wouldn't have just let some rando in to the, they were like. Yeah, good point. They were like, oh, it's you, Bausch. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I just never, like, is this the first time Bausch has ever been, like, done anything? I've never I think so, yeah. Bausch I think this is, like, the first anything. time they ever were like, oh, here's the actual character. I had this action figure. This was one of the Star Wars action figures I had. Uh, you know, I, I actually had a fair amount of Star Wars action figures, but I, I really liked this one. And yeah. I used to take the helmet off, and I used to put it on Lego figures. <laughs> and uh, somewhere, probably is in, in a box somewhere, is a Lego <laughs> figurine with a Bausch helmet on. Adorable. Yep. Um, we got the trade paperback for Stray Dogs, which is cool. Yeah. Now you can finally read this story without the burden of all these fucking collectors ruining it for you. <laughs> yeah, you can also sob uncontrollably oh, when you read this comic, which is like just so f- atrocious. I mean, it's amazing. I really, it really like Stray is. Dogs. It's really good. Uh, I did very much like Stray Dogs, and I will be. I, I'll eat my hat if it doesn't end up being a movie. It was solicited before the first issue came out. The movie was. The movie was solicited for Netflix before. Oh. Literally, it had gotten picked up <laughs> before the issue hit stands. Wow. <laughs> Netflix is like, we'll give a movie to anybody. Yeah. We don't care. But in this case, like, this yeah. is, like, made for, like, it's almost, like, I mean, it was a really good yeah. comic, but it's, like, the style of it is, like, so, mm-hmm. like, it, if they didn't make an animated movie of this, they would be making the most grievous yeah. error ever. Yeah. Like, it is True. really, um, and it's great. It, it's great. It's a, it's a good concept. It's a good story. It's really sad. <laughs> Holy shit, is it sad. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Superman and the Authority, number three. Ah, I love this, and I love the new Authority now. I really hope that this is not, like, I mean, I know it's, like, this weird future or possibly, like, an alternate Earth or whatever, but now it's established that, like, like Grant Morrison just, like, fixes everything. <laughs> like, he's got the, the Authority is now um, Nat Irons, so Steel, uh, John Henry Irons' daughter, uh, the Enchantress, Midnighter and Apollo, and uh, that guy uh, Manchester Black, Manchester Black, Manchester Black. <laughs> um, but uh, 
it's just great. I really dig it. It's so fun. Who's and the it, monkey? Isn't there? They're they're fighting uh, the, 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 that that funny monkey man, the the albino monkey. Oh yeah, it's the ultra human. The ultra humanite. Yeah, who, sorry, he's just not. Uh, a, he's he's more of a Grundy looking in this one, but uh, yeah, hmm. he is. Uh, the ultra humanite is a great villain. Really, Superman's first actual supervillain that he nice. ever fought. You know, and he was Luthor is literally like just a copy of the original Ultra Humanite. <laughs> if you read his first appearance, he's just a bald supervillain. Oh, he's weird. like a bald mad scientist. Hmm. Then he transfers his brain into uh, the, right. the body of a uh, film actress. And, oh, yeah, not a super gorilla. No, the super gorilla is like eighties. Hmm. So in the in the old comics, I think actually I don't really know when the Dolores Winters version of him whether I think she appeared in the Golden Age, um, and so then like it was that was the body, and then from there, it was the weird. There was a weird body, and then there was a gorilla body. I think, of course, but I don't know. Honestly, I'm not Roy Thomas here, so I'll <laughs> tell you the full history of the it might be the 70s that they did the actress story all i know is that by the time i was reading all-star squadron when they were referencing those comics those comics had happened in the past mm. you know star wars republics <laughs> <laughs> sorry adventure monster temple i don't fucking care uh it's too many words They're... star wars the high republic adventures the monster of temple peak Number yeah. two of four. Every comic has like four million words it is in its title this week. So weird. I I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> time before time number five is out, and Ooh. Titans United number one is out. That was fun. Yeah, it's really like you're finding that fucking fly too. Yeah, it's, it's pissing me off. Yeah, me too. It was buzzing around me when I was looking at back issues too. And <laughs> it's a fucking little nip knit. Yep. Uh, Titans United is is literally it's the Titans. It's it's yeah. not like so Titans Academy has ended up being like a great series. Yes, but there's like a complete almost a complete but absence. There's, there's of none the of Titans this. In it. Yeah, so this is like literally like the new Teen Titans with Red Hood now for some reason. It's basically the team and Hawk and Dove and Hawk and Dove. It's because the team Hawk and Dove are in the TV show. Yeah, and Red Hood is in the TV show yeah. as well. So it's like just kind of like making a superhero y. Titans version of the TV show. I think it's great. Yeah. I had fun with it. I like the art. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it was cool. Um, It's that guy um, that everybody likes. What the fuck is his name? Do, do, do. His name is not coming to me. Wait, the artist? Yeah. I think. Wait, I have it right here. Hold on. Don't know. Sorry. He has a Spanish name that is too complicated, and it has too oh, many words. Oh, are you thinking? So it's Jose Luis, but it is not Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, who might be who you're thinking. Oh, of. I thought it was Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. No, it is a it is a younger artist whose name is Jose Luis. Well, I apologize because I think I put Jose Luis Garcia Lopez in the uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. In the newsletter, style, so their styles apologies. are not entirely dissimilar i don't think this person is quite as good as i mean not that anyone is quite yeah as good i as would say probably that's garcia not, Lopez, that's a tough but... one okay that makes sense but i still <laughs> thought the art was great and i thought the yeah. book was fun yeah it's good uh we've got tmnt jenica 2 the trade paperback we've got trailer park boys <laughs> bagged and boarded uh it is a comic book about the boys from the trailer park. Yeah, I didn't look at this because I've never really watched yep. Trailer Park. Boys, don't so. don't know nothing. 
uh, Uncanny X-Men, The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire, a book that I very much enjoyed back in the day. Uh, I recommend this one if you like. This is probably the best Shi'ar story that I can think of. I don't know which one it is. It's the one with Vulcan. Oh, cool. I liked it. Nice. Uh, there is a, a YA book with Jessica Cruz called Unearthed out this week. Cool. Which I think is probably pretty good. Uh, we've got Usagi Yojimbo out. Vampirella is also out, which is the Vampiverse. Because everybody's getting a fucking verse now. Everybody needs a verse. Everybody needs a verse. So there's like verse crazy. chorus, then Vampiverse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then the middle eight. Uh, Walking Dead 23 is a thing. Warhammer 40K, Sisters Battle. I don't know what that is. Um, we got Web of Spider-Man number five. That is a comic book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Wonder Woman 779. Wrapping up this storyline, which I, I actually think has been pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty excited yeah, to like, see Boston like, Brand on the cover. Yeah, I was yeah. like, He was the cliffhanger of the last issue. Nice. Um, yeah, Becky Clunan is, is, I actually really like Becky Clunan yep. as a writer. She's doing um, great. Not that I don't like her art. Obviously I like her art, but like it, she's, she's, she's good. It's funny. I think I really like her as, uh, as a writer for other people and, and an artist for a different writer. Yeah. Huh. I, I think I don't like her doing her own stuff. I, I feel mean, like every time I've read her stuff, I've been like, I don't, I mean, she's never really done anything like superhero-y. No, and uh, her stuff tends to be pretty, um, you know, I mean, I guess I don't know. I, she's I'm got not, a, like, she's a, got a real like man of war aesthetic where she's like, everything is about some lady with a wolf's head, <sighs> you know, like yeah. wearing a wolf skull on her head, fucking stabbing somebody. Yeah. But it's, like I have some of her like Riso like mini comics that I bought yeah. from her at conventions and stuff, and uh, they're they're cool. But they're just like kind of like m- more like meditations on a on yeah. a theme than um, I don't know. At least the ones that like I I don't have I can't speak with any kind of authority. I don't know body of work, but uh, I everything do like that I Wonder have is, is stabby, <laughs> and I think stabby. she's gotten stabbier as time has gone on. She's metal. Yeah, she definitely is. I mean, she did the Swords album cover and, like, <laughs> some T-shirts for them and whatnot. Nice. All right. We got Wind with a Y. Number 10. Cool. We've got X-Men, The Trial of Magneto. Magneto. Um, I like The Trial of Magneto. I'm I'm looking forward to where this goes. There's a There's a weird mystery going on in this issue where... Professor X is being a dickhead again, yeah. and he's he's got Rachel in there, Rachel Summers, and like, and they're poking around in Magneto's brain. They've got him unconscious, and they're trying to trip him up mm-hmm. to get him to say something. And then as soon as Charles Xavier leaves the room, Rachel's like, wake the fuck up. Holy shit. You need to get out of here. Go here, and you can't let anyone touch the Scarlet Witch's body. Do, the Avengers are here to pick up her corpse. You can't let them touch it for a reason. And Mag- Magneto wakes up and he's like, oh shit, yeah, you're right. So he knows something too. And the audience is not clued into what it is. There's a big Avengers versus X-Men fight. And we learn something at the end. Yes. It was really fun. Indeed. Indubitably. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and that's it. I love that. Uh, it's actually, it's one of my favorite X books. This trial of Magneto, I think is great. And I think the regular X-Men 
series is great too. I based on the the issues that I have read of the X Men series, it is what I like. Yep. that is what I like. I the trial of Magneto, interesting enough, sure, whatever. Yeah. It feels crossovery to me. Like I don't need to add more books to my pile, but like no. I am actively into the main X Men book where they are fighting giant robots and living in a big tree. <laughs> they live in a big tree. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, they live in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were true. X Men Square Pants. Perfect. Um, and that's it. Those are the those are the comic books. Thank you for listening. You can follow us at Um Actually Comics. You can follow us at Coast City Comics, uh, both on Instagram. You can follow me at Coast City Comics uh, on Twitter as well if you feel like it. I don't know why it's like the worst place on earth. Are you back there? I occasionally post a joke ah, like every nice. <laughs> every three or four days to the... i post a joke and then don't look <laughs> <laughs> how dare you ah, the chicken that crossed the road had cancer oh, uh, i don't fucking care i, I check it like once uh, every two weeks and very rarely post yes but uh, it is worth having for reading things that people say about comic books exactly and i've i've learned to 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 ditch out on the people who are a pain in the ass yep. on both sides of the aisle who are just like the ones who are making the terrible comments and the ones who are like retweeting them specifically to flame the people who make terrible comments. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dumbass. Have you not figured out that that's the game yet? Yeah. That that's their whole fucking raison d'etre. Good yeah. fucking God. You dumb dumbs. Yeah. Anyway, there's that, remember that? Well, I don't know if you know the song, but there's a Sleater Kenny song called "You're No Rock and Roll Fun," and uh, <laughs> I just like the chorus of it goes in my head pretty much any time I go on Twitter. <laughs> it, the entire Twitter is no rock and roll fun. It is no rock and roll fun. I kind of agree with you, uh, and but. I am there for some reason. You have a store to promote. I know. And, uh, it's a, the only brand to maintain. I will tell you it's the only reason I still have a Facebook page. Uh, I would have I... burned that to the ground. This is this is this is a dangerous territory for me. But if it wasn't for uh, the comic groups that I'm part of on Facebook, I would absolutely not have a Facebook. I hate Facebook. It's funny though because I do see how it can be not terrible. Yeah. Especially after seeing the group that Matt does, which if you guys are fans of, of nonsense like uh, comic, uh, like uh, like we do for the movie podcast, uh, Matt Awkward does a thing called the Video Vagrants Group, Ooh. and it's just all shitty movies. Yeah, it's just like people posting pictures of their VHS collections, and they do like yeah, that's it's you know just like the only reason to have a Facebook. Yeah, it's like th these are just people having fun, and they moderate it really well. And as yeah. soon as somebody starts being a turd, they kick them out. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, for me, it's the panel to panel group for comics uh, is is just great fun to be a part of, and then also uh, Plonsky, which is also like, have you ever? Oh, dude, I don't even know what that is. Plonsky. Is, is one of the best kept secrets of uh, they filled an entire uh, like you, you have like when you start a group, you can create like, yeah. so much content. They've filled like two of them. Like Jesus, it's just every day there's a theme. It is extremely well moderated, but it's wow. just like, dude, like they just did a spook show. One was the theme was spook show. And it's just like pictures that you've never seen. What? The things that you would want to Google, okay. but you can't ever find when you Google. You got to go Plonsky 15. That's the current one. I probably shouldn't have said that on a podcast. I might get kicked out of Polanski. Too bad. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, luckily, there's only 
10 people that listen to this podcast. Yes. It'll be fine. Oh, it's so good, dude. I've been following it for years and I've just never posted, which is probably the only reason I haven't been kicked out. Damn. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that and I, I don't know that he listens, but I would also like to just for shits and giggles, uh, send out our, uh, our best wishes to our friend, Chris Jones. Oh my God. What the shit Portland. He was blinded in one eye by a fucking shoplifter shoplifter. at goddamn Rennie's. He works at Rennie's. Son of a bitch, you know, you probably may know Chris Jones from if you went to Casablanca back in the 90s. Mm. He was he worked there and Chris Jones is responsible for my nickname Bob Zaro. He <laughs> he came up with it. I used to wear a Bizarro t-shirt nice. and he used to see me in Bob Zaro. Like, that was his, <laughs> oh my god, I when I read that Facebook post that I said that happened to him, I was just I like, cannot cannot believe it. Living fuck. Like Yep. Also, just just a heads up, maybe this can prevent it. I don't want to say that also that location's cursed, but that is also where someone was killed Everybody's? chasing a uh the previous place it was a it was a champion sports or something oh. like that, and a a shoplifter or killed someone like he went to chase a shoplifter and the guy pulled a sword cane and stabbed him. Oh, I remember that now. Yeah. Wow, I had forgotten about yeah. that. So so not to bring it all the way down at the end of this thing, but uh, just don't chase fucking shoplifters. Yeah, There's I mean, nothing at a goddamn store that's worth somebody blinding you. Nope. Please, please, if you happen to work retail, stop caring. I would say, yeah. If I, you care about anything at a retail store, please stop. It's it's all shit. It's all just stuff. Just fucking don't hurt yourself over it. Yeah. Good God. I would I would actually expand it a little bit more than that too. Like I had a situation where I almost got into a fight with two people uh, <laughs> just this week because I was trying to get them to not park in the private parking yeah. from my job. And like thinking about it, I'm just like, I was really lucky. And then I read that thing about Chris and I was like, Jesus, like, I, you know, like... It's great yeah. to be like, you know, the the person who like stands up to the bullies or whatever, but it's like fuck fuck them. Just, yeah. you know, if they're really dangerous and they're really doing something that should just call the fucking cops. Yeah. You just know, steer like clear. I I I don't like cops, you know, whatever as much as anyone does, but like come on, like Yeah. If if it's dangerous, if it's actually in the purview. Yeah. Yeah. And if it isn't, just walk away. Yeah. You know exactly. Don't call anybody. It's not worth it. Just leave. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's a real shame. Um, yeah, the the writers the writers workshop that I went to in college was the scholarship I believe that I went on was named after someone who literally was in the old port. Someone called his wife a bitch or something like that, and he postured to fight them. And the guy just cold cocked him and he died. One punch hit him in just in the right place in the head and he died. And so he was like an up and coming writer and like something just terrible shit. So you know what? Steer clear of crazy people. Yeah. Just ignore them. Just walk away. If it's dangerous, call call someone who can actually, you know. And Jonesy, we love you. Best wishes. Best wishes. All right. Thank you all for listening and have a good evening. Bye. <laughs> Bye.